Coming to you live from sunny San Francisco. Coming to you live from this beautiful. is Anime for Jerks. Anime, anime for Jerks. We are getting our fucking podcast right. This anime is for jerks. Uh, we don't produce anime for the demographic of jerks. Oh God, we should. We should. That's just that's the business that Crunchy. That's the Crunchyroll's business model. Fuck. Um, Fuck. So, how you doing, Alex? Uh, overheating. It, we had all this rain and clouds for like a month, and now it's all fucked again. It's really nice here. It's like it's been it's been gross. When it, when I was in California for a week, and then uh, it tricked me into thinking spring was here, and then I got back to New York, and I was like, "Fuck, shit, it's still cold. Fuck." Oh. Lucky. Uh, uh, but now it's nice. It's finally caught up on on the in the Northeast, and it's it's finally nice over here. Uh, so yeah, as Alex alluded to on at the at the beginning of this this episode, we were supposed to record this episode live because we were both in San Francisco uh, last Friday, um, as of the time of this recording, Friday the Friday the March twenty second, twenty nineteen. Because I was there for GDC and Alex was there for some kind of library conference. Uh, and we did. We met up and we had dinner, but Alex forgot her microphone, so we didn't record a podcast. Um, so now would, we're here. We, honestly, where would we have recorded it anyway? That's also fair. We had no idea. We 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 got there and it became clear that we had nowhere to record a podcast. Um, so so here we are, uh, disappointingly remote again. Alex, back in wherever oh, wherever you I are. I miss you already. Um. Yeah, my undisclosed location. Your undisclosed location, yeah. Um, so we, uh, in preparation for that, we watched uh, the film Paprika, directed by Satoshi Kon. Uh, Alex, did you like this film? Uh, I liked aspects of it. Um, basically everything but the plot. <laughs> <laughs> and the fat shaming. And the... What was the other... Oh, the the weird like w- one frame of like gay shaming. Yeah. Um. Now you ask me if I like the film. <sighs> well, you know, you always agree with me, so. Fucking ask the do question. I, do, I, do I even need to ask you what did you think of this film, Cass? <laughs> Because you said it like that, I have to include me trying to get you <laughs> to ask the question. Yeah, never you mind. do. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Um, I thought I I've seen this film three times now. This is this is my third time watching it, and I like it less every time. <laughs> um, it's I've seen it three times because it's the Satoshi Kon film that a lot of people know. Which I think is kind of a shame, because I think it's probably his worst movie. Although I haven't seen Tokyo Godfathers, do I, I don't suspect that I'll like that less than this. <laughs> um, but I might. I don't know. It's got a trans character in it, so I might hate it even more. Wow. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I, I dislike this movie for the same reasons, basically the same reasons that you list, in that like it's, it's about what it's ostensibly about less than any other Satoshi Kon movie, and the thing that it's about what isn't all that interesting in the first place. Um, like well, the, let's say, what is it about? So, so yeah, so the plot of Paprika, it's more straightforward than I remember it being. Um, so basically, some scientists have invented a device called the DC Mini, which allows you, which allows users to like go into the dreams of other people. And like the the idea of it is that it's used for psychotherapy, um, to like go into people's dreams, experience for like the therapist to experience them along with the person, and then for them to talk about what the dreams mean in like a sort of Freudian psychology psycho psychoanalysis kind of way. Um, and the movie opens with this, like, fantastic opening that's, like, a bunch of, like, interconnected dreams that are all connected with match cuts, and, like, the music's fantastic. Um, oh, God, and, like, the music, oh. The music is so good. The music's great in the opening, and then, like, there's, a, there's like, a, a credit sequence after, like, the opening that is also just fantastic. And it's probably, like, this movie would be better if that, if it was just, like, the first ten or so minutes of the movie <laughs> as a short film. Um, like, if it was just that, because it's brilliant. It is, like, wonderfully executed, um, and... 
and it, it, it's fantastic. So like, so there's a bunch of interconnected dreams. And then you you find that there's there you're introduced to the title character Paprika, who is this this woman with with red short with like shortish red hair, and she basically a, a, yeah not a non manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's literally a dream girl. Um, hey, and she's helping out. This dude who uh, just looks like J. Jonah Jameson, and I can never remember his name. <laughs> um, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I Such, just... I, with an H. Yeah, because every, every time I referenced him in my notes, I just called him J. Jonah Jameson. Hasakawa, maybe? Yeah, I don't think it's... I, th- I think it was shorter than that, um, but I don't remember. Um, I, I, I either called him J. Jonah Jameson or the mustache guy. Um, yeah. So they get out of that, and then it's sort of implied slash revealed, I guess. I think at this point that Paprika is sort of like the dream alter ego of another character whose name I don't remember, um, who's sort of basically the protagonist of the movie, who's this... this that Chen. Yeah, she's this scientist who is working on the DC Mini, and we're introduced to sort of like the main... What is ostensibly the main conflict, which is that somebody has stolen the DC Mini... And is using it to do, to like trap people in their dreams and like make them go nuts. And we are introduced to this uh, by having like the weird short, short scientist old guy uh, go a little nuts uh, and then like try to like jump out of a window. Yeah. Um, and like, like there's a lot of things about that sequence that are really brilliant. Like, like the way that he, sh- that he shoots it and that he directs it is very characteristic of his uh, Satoshi Kon's style in in that like it's we see the dream first and we don't understand what's happening and then we cut to, like like so we have him jumping out of the like, he runs out of the room jumps out of the window we cut to the dream that we don't understand and then it pulls out and reveals that it was a dream which is why we didn't understand it, why it didn't make any sense and then back fills in what we've been seeing for the past like minute and a half which is a very characteristic thing that he does hmm. um also, yeah, also in the opening of this movie, is excellent. yeah. Also in the opening, uh, we get the the first of of several just like really gross fat jokes. This movie fucking hates fat people. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, it's it's really st- so. There, yeah. There, one of the characters, like the guy who invented the DC Mini, is this like super genius. Uh, but he's also like like very childish, and of course, uh, he's super fat. And the movie makes tons and tons of jokes at his expense like the way we're introduced to him is that he's like stuck in an elevator right. um and like the the protagonist has to pull him out of the elevator and it's dumb as shit and i hate it and it makes this movie worse for being there yeah and like the like his fatness and his like immaturity are kind of like tied together like yeah um his inability to like not be thin is indicative of his kind of like child yeah exactly and yeah like he like his fatness is a result of his lack of self-control right. um which is a part of his childishness i just i typed paprika into into google to bring up the plot summary on the on wikipedia and i got the fucking wikipedia page for the spice and i'm mad at myself oh me too yeah um so konakawa is the mustache guy by the yeah, way, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Uh, okay. And Atsuko, Atsuko, Atsuko Chiba is the uh, is the the protagonist lady who whose alter ego is Paprika. Yeah, and then uh, um, the inventor, what is his name? Toru. Toru, yeah. Um, yeah, he's the one who calls her At Chan. Yeah. Um, and then, like, yeah. he obviously has a crush on her, but then, kind of out of out of nowhere at the end, we realize she likes him too, and they get married and. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and the other thing about the the intro, the opening scene of this movie is that like there are moments of sort of like brilliant, like very cinematic storytelling, like the dream sequence and stuff like that. And then there are moments where, in order to get you up to speed, characters explain to each other things that both of them already know. Um, <laughs> like like when they're talking about the DC Mini, it's like everybody in this room knows what the DC Mini is because you're all on the team that works on it. So why are you? Ex- your 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 exposition about what it is has absolutely no value to any of you. It's just for my benefit as the person watching this movie, <laughs> right. which is infuriating, especially because there's another character, Kodakawa, who doesn't know any of this stuff and could have been, give- been given the exposition. Like, they could have explained it to him, and he could have been the audience surrogate, but they fucking never used him as the audience surrogate. He's just, like, around. Oh, um, it's very It's very annoying. 
so like like they don't even do like the kind of late they do the, the most lazy thing possible instead of the slightly less lazy thing of just using Konakawa as the audience surrogate or the correct thing of explaining what the DC mini is by showing it in action <laughs> um, which yeah. they already pretty much also do um, because in in the intro yeah let's let's, let's just blame it on uh, on skittish producers who insisted that it be yeah uh, more more clear so yeah so the bulk of the sort of movie like this once you get sort of into like the oh the the device the dc mini's been stolen and somebody's using it to do stuff the bulk of the movie is is this sort of like vague like in in a different film it would be played like a thriller but it's not really thrilling enough to be a thriller (laughs) um right but like so like they go around and they investigate uh, some leads, and they find, um, and they, they suspect that it's an inside job, um, because one of, there's, there's a guy named Himuro who, like, is, like, in the dream, um, and so they basically just, like, and he, like, works with them or something like that, and so they, like, investigate his apartment, and they, like, find a weird, and, and, like, um, Atsuko finds this, like, weird, like, ladder in his closet and then, like, is, like, in an abandoned amusement park and then it turns out that that was a dream and she's actually jumping off of a, uh, uh, also jumping out of a window. Um, and, and most of this stuff, like, doesn't, it, it's, it's hard to recall what happens because none of it really matters at all. Um. And, and also, like, because the movie tries to make it often ambiguous whether we're in a dream or not. Yeah. Um, and so, at, at like, at one point, you start to despair about whether the plot, it's even possible to be coherent because there's no way of, like, being sure whether it's a dream or not. But, um... But, like, I feel like they're, like, because it, it tries to make you confused in the moment, but I think every time there is a dream... At least outside of, like, the the third act. Like, every time there's a dream, it makes sure to then, at the end of the sequence, like, tell you, like, this part was a dream, this part was real. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, if it eventually, yeah, it eventually was more coherent than I was afraid of. Because uh, I, I thought it would be one of those obnoxious, kind of, like, overly intellectual, like, oh, the point is that you don't know anything that, that what's going on. Yeah, no. Uh, no, but it, yeah, it it, it, it it in its defense, it does have a more coherent narrative. Namely, that um the the person who stole the DC mini um turns out to be the chairman of the entire yes. um, company. <laughs> Evil McBad guy, it turns out. Like like the the sort of like shadowy like bald dude, Professor Xavier motherfucker, um, who had been who had been who, like earlier in the movie, like railing against against yeah. the DC movie had, as like yeah. disrupting the natural order of things. He had, and he, he has this incre- he has this incredible line that I wrote down where he says, "Science is nothing but a piece of trash." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so ostensibly he's doing this to kind of like make a statement or something yeah but and, but, but then yeah. he, get, he then he gets kind of corrupted by the power that this gives him over everyone's dreams because i don't know if it's a side effect of the dc mini or or what but like people's dreams start like melding into each other and so they start visit they start interacting with each other in their dreams yeah and... like the dreams start to merge with reality and like this is like this movie has a plot that's fairly sensible but the thing that this movie is actually about is letting satoshi Kone animate a bunch of weird dream sequences <laughs> right. like this movie would have almost been better were it just like a weird art film where a bunch of like wild shit happens like have you seen have you seen the movie holy motors i know the answer is no, no. um <laughs> Uh, Holy Motors is this movie. I forget who fucking directed it. Um, um, I can't pronounce his name. I don't remember how to pronounce his name. Anyway, so, Ho- Holy Motors is this movie um, 
about it's it's very much like a sort of navel gazing movie about movies where like you have like the protagonist is this guy who sort of goes around in like a limousine and like performs scenes in like different places that almost always end with him dying and then he just sort of like gets up and gets back in the limo and drives around um it's a it, it's a very good movie oh, uh, uh it, it, it's it's a sort of fun uh love letter to acting and to cinema um in a lot of ways and it's also just like weird and 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 an extremely wild watch and paprika probably should have been that um except that uh satoshi kon already made that movie and it's called millennium actress and it's better than this one um Uh, yeah does millennium actress have a a plot though uh millennium actress does have a plot um yeah it does um it's got a plot and it's got feet yeah, damn, he got a plot and he got feet. Um, yeah, uh, but well, let's, anyway, let's not get too far astray. So, um, yeah, so about the plot, um, clarify for me. So, is it that um, dream world and reality start merging, or is it just that everyone, everyone's dreams start like collapsing into one? The Wikipedia article literally has the sentence: "Dreams and reality begin to merge." Okay. Um, so that I'm gonna go with that. Um, and anyway, especially so, so, because because like most of like the sort of last act happens when like stuff from the dreams busts into the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, so like like the sort of like end bit where like all of the like the giant robot and like the weird girls like is destroying buildings. That stuff is like dream characters coming into the into the real world. And, like those buildings are real places, and that is real okay. Tokyo and real people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that dream stuff is like bleeding into it. Okay. So anyway, like yeah, um, Professor Xavier, whatever his original intentions, he's corrupted by the power, and he becomes this giant naked man, ruling over Tokyo. Um, and then, um, Atsuko, Achan, Paprika split splits into like her. Atsuko and Paprika. Yeah, they split off into two uh, different people, and 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 somehow one or both of them eats D- Professor Xavier, and oh saves yeah, the world. yeah, and then like there's a bunch of other stuff that happens in the last act, um, like uh, Paprika gets like captured by like Professor Xavier's like right hand man and then yeah. like gets like pinned to a table like a butterfly in what right. I think is supposed to be a metaphor. Um a metaphor for what? I don't know. That's what I mean that's what I mean when I say I yeah. think it's supposed to be a metaphor. And then he like he like uh, peels off her paprika skin yeah, and Yeah, he yeah <laughs> yeah in, maybe, in like I guess that's when they split. No, it's not when they... Maybe it is when they split. No, because I don't remember the order in which things happen. Because I remember certain scenes, because, like, I remember... Did, like, we, did bi- we clarify that Atsuko is Paprika? Yes, we did. Just, just, to, just to be clear. Yeah, because there's the, there's the scene where Atsuko and Paprika are arguing over whether or not to go back and get... Um, what's his name? What's his name, the inventor dude? Oh, uh, Toru. Toru, yeah. Um... Whether or not to, like, try and save him, because he's, like, trapped in a robot or whatever. Um, and Paprika's, like, it, like climbing into a poster advertising, like, a horse race, and about to, like, ride a horse um, from the from the poster, because she's a dream person and can do whatever she wants. Um, and then, I don't remember if that happens before or after the bit where uh, Paprika gets captured, and then, like, her skin gets peeled off, and she's it's naked after. underneath. And it, yeah, okay, that's after? Okay, yeah, then that's yeah. when they split off. Because um, um, yeah. she's like rescued by J. Jonah Jameson. Um, right. There's also right. like a weird scene where, uh, like, they there th- there's like a recurring Satoshi Kon is like kind of a navel gazing director where he's like interested in movies and like interested in what in what movies and fiction have to say about. Like he's very interested in like the intersection between like dreams and movies and reality. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there's a like a sort of recurring motif of this like particular like street with a bunch of movie theaters on it that they keep going back to. Um, right. And J. Jonah Jameson has like a whole monologue about how when he was 17, he shot an independent film. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I I just wrote down when he was talking about that. Uh, on my I don't know if this joke is gonna land for you, but I hope it'll land for somebody in the audience. Frank Sinatra voice. When I was 17, I shot an independent film. 
yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, and also, it's worth noting that the independent film that he shot was basically just Millennium Actress. Uh, oh, how navel gazy. Yeah, how navel gazy. Um, oh. or, or at the very least, there's a lot of overlap in, in terms of technique. Not in terms of plot, but in... in uh-huh. um, yeah, there's like a... And there's a bit where like... I think it's Paprika who is like trying to like push... Or no, it's 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 J. Jonah Jameson who's like trying to push through like the movie theater screen and then like like a bunch of cum comes, falls out or whatever. Like there's that weird scene. Is that is it cum? I it looks like it. That's so, what I yeah, said it so, was. So so it's, it's just like a bunch of white goo. What yeah, else is so, that? So Jay, what's his face? This is the Spider Man. J. Jonah, right? Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, so yeah. So he. So I forget how he finds the movie theater where he sees Paprika being assaulted by the assistant with the butterfly needles and everything. Yeah. Yeah, then, then, then he, he, then he, yeah, he like pushes through. through the wall. And this mm-hmm. is like there are a lot of shots in this movie. I think I think we've we've more or less cuz like the thing that happens at the end is like yeah, Paprika is like she's like somehow she's like reborn as like a little girl and then just like devours Professor Xavier who's like a big nude man. Mm-hmm. Um and then she's and then she gets really big and she's like a big nude lady. And then uh-huh. the movie just kind of ends. Well, uh, then we get the then we get the wedding and and the cop yeah. is all sad because he wanted to marry Atsuka. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and there's it. this like out of nowhere thing where it's like it turns out that like Achan and Toru are are in love and they're gonna go get married, um, despite the fact that she like is horrible to him the entire movie. Yeah, and it's 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 very much like. Um, this is, I feel like, supposed to be a moment of character growth for her, but also she doesn't have much of a character. <laughs> right. Um, you know, she, because she, she has two, she has, there's two of her, and still not yeah, enough. Yeah, still for very one, little not, character, not, because the movie spends so much time on just, like, all of these sort of, like, beautiful images and, like, yeah. and, like, all of these these shots and whatever, and, and, and visuals and, and, like, weird shit happening that it doesn't really have any time to develop any of its characters beyond like surface level signifiers of like oh she's like a smart scientist lady who works too hard um yeah but even like because like the thing about it is that i don't i think this movie has a lot of really good ideas for shots but i think that the fact that it's digitally animated and makes use of a lot of 3d stuff makes it look a lot worse like i wish this movie looked better i wish this movie looked Mm -hmm. as good as perfect blue or millennium actress do because and I, I also understand that, like, so many of the shots that they do would not be possible to do, right. or or they would be very difficult and expensive to do if they were hand-animating them. Um, but it's also just, like, okay, these, like, really gratuitous, like, 3D camera moves that, that happen just look like shit, you know? They just look bad. Honestly, it looks better than a lot of 3D yeah now <laughs> yeah like it looks like it's a feature film so it looks all right but like the the thing that gets me all the time is like how bad like the camera movements themselves are because they're all like very linear uh, like they're all from like they're all just like they all need to be eased like every single camera movement in this game needs easing and in this game every single camera movement in this, in this, in this movie every single camera movement in this movie needs easing uh, and none of them have it. They're all just like these very like perfect like it's like a David Fincher CGI shot. It's uh. there are all these like very like sort of perfect inhuman camera moves, which really draws attention mm-hmm. to the fact that mm-hmm. like they're being done in 3D. Yeah. Um, and but and of course like because it's all 3D render, it's trivial to just like instead of making it a linear curve, make it like a sigmoid. And have a nice like ease in and ease out on on all of the moves, and they just didn't. Yeah, um, it, they, I mean, I've com- I think I've complained about this before. How like a, a lot of a lot of like I don't know. I didn't notice it so much in this, but a lot of CG elements you see in anime like don't like they're so poorly integrated. Like the frame rate is different. It's like hand drawn animation has a lower frame rate because you can't draw that many frames reasonably, but they don't like step down the frame rate of like the animated components and so you get this weird yeah juxtaposition yeah uh, anyway yeah it's so yeah uh, so like i wish there's, I... there's a there's a whole um like subplot in the shirabako that anime about anime about the the, the cg versus hand-drawn culture war 
Yeah, funny. and like I, because like my my problem with this is my is is sort of the same problem that I have with a lot of three D animated stuff, notable with the notable exception of of Spider Verse, which is the only movie that I've ever seen <laughs> that does this right, which is just like people so often use. Especially in anime, it's like you're using 3D animation to emulate 2D animation. And I just... Yeah. 3D animation will always do 2D animation stuff worse than 2D does. And 2D will always do 3D animation stuff worse than 3D animation stuff does. So why are you trying to use one to do the other? You know? Like, if you want a 3D animated movie, just make a fucking 3D animated movie. Um, <laughs> you know? And... and 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 on top of that, so many 3D films, like, I don't really like that many Pixar movies, for instance, because they are very preoccupied with, like, they just have this very bland style, and they never take advantage of the fact that, like, it's it's a fucking computer, you can do whatever you want. Like, yeah. and I have this problem with video games as well, it's like, it's the fucking computer, you don't have to make it look like the world that we live in. Like, you can make it look like literally anything. Um... But instead, you choose to just like make the fur on the characters in Zootopia look really, really realistic for, for no reason. Um, yeah. So like, I wish I wish this movie looked better. Um, also, the there in terms of other like minor minor notes, uh, there's that that bre- there's that shot where Paprika like the world is like a shattered mirror and Paprika like touches it and breaks. That shot is just like directly stolen and used in Inception. Um, oh yeah. There's also See, and I also should have watched Inception. Yeah. yeah, there is also a shot in not in this movie but in Perfect Blue that is straight up uh, just copied in Re- Requiem for a Dream. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, there's a scene. If you've ever seen Requiem for a Dream, there's a scene where one of the characters is like underwater in a bathtub and like blows water out of their nose, uh, like blows air out of their nose really hard. And there's a bunch of bubbles. That scene's from Perfect Blue. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, but... that yeah that. Show. I don't remember the context for that because it's been a very long time since I saw Requiem for a Dream and ba- yeah. Requiem for a Dream. And basically, the only thing that I remember is ass to ass. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! Um, that fucking movie. Yeah. So yeah, so like there are a lot of like neat images and neat ideas um, in in Paprika, but it's it's kind of it's not about much, and what it is about is kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Is 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 I guess my my problem with it. Yeah, the only quote I wrote down, other than like, yeah, my my notes are basically like, oh, like manic crossed out, pixie dream girl, making fun of fat people, making fun of gay people. Um, yeah, there is a single frame when they're investigating uh, that dude's room where you just see, like, a magazine on the wall that says Hard Boys on it. Yeah. Um, at w- yeah, at one point, like, I th- when uh, the cop and Paprika are in that, like, internet bar... Um, yes, right, we, we didn't even mention the fucking weird internet website... Uh, there's, there's like, so, like, J. Jonah Jameson gets a, a, a business card from Paprika with a URL on it, um, and he goes to that URL, and it's, like, this weird, like, online bar, and then he's, like, physically in the bar, and there's these, like, two dudes there, um, who are, who are bartenders, and then he, like, he, uh, hangs out with Paprika there occasionally, and then occasionally we'll just go in there to get really, really drunk and talk to the bartenders, mm-hmm. um, and that is paid off incredibly by having those two bartenders just jump off the top of a building holding a banner and like trip over trip up like a robot and it falls over and then they just like fall onto the floor and then later you see them with like broken arms and shit because apparently in the universe of paprika you can just like jump out of like a four-story window and be like more or less fine it turns out uh they were both voiced by satoshi Kon. ah um but anyway at one point Paprika has a little monologue about, like, dreams and the internet both letting you kind of, like, let your subconscious desires free or something. And I'm glad they didn't dwell on it too long, because it could because um, it would have gotten obnoxious. Yeah. It's, like, going with this. Like, in a lot of ways, I'm kind of glad this movie isn't more committed to its themes, because... If it were more committed to its themes, it would be more annoying. It would be uh, really insufferable. 
Yeah, and, uh, and instead, it's it's just kind of like a vaguely enjoyable experience. But I think it's it's both it's less like surprising and fun to watch than Millennium Actress, which is is just an an absolute joy from start to finish, and it is less of an effective like thriller than Perfect Blue, which is just fantastic at that. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it's kind of just like a lesser version of like two other Satoshi Kon movies that he did earlier, just smashed together. Yeah, that was the only note I even made about like the ideas of the movie. The, the, la- <laughs> the last note I made, other than "fuck this music owns," was why all the Disney iconography. Can you, you t- explain that? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so at one point, um, Paprika is Tinkerbell when she's running away from Oh yeah. um Dr. from Professor Xavier. Then during like the parade you see, um she's Pinocchio. Oh and yeah. And I think there are some and then she, and she and she's Aladdin going around on her little cloud. I didn't really notice um, any of that because I don't really know anything about Disney. Like I I have, I have seen like literally no Disney animated yeah. films. Don't you dare try and flex. I, okay, I guess okay. The, the only one of those three that I've seen is uh, one one of those three that I've seen is uh, Pinocchio. Um, um yeah. I've never seen Aladdin and I've never seen Peter Pan. But anyway, maybe 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 the point is that. Western media has colonized the creative imagination. <laughs> huh? 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 Yeah, I mean, like, Disney shit is really popular in Japan. Yeah. Like, like it's fucking yeah. huge there. Um, but yeah, like, like it. I would be willing to bet, like, in the same way that, like, Millennium Actress, despite being animated, Millennium Actress is very much a love letter to live-action film and to the... the to actors specifically, mm-hmm. um, whereas this seems to be more of a love letter to animation, or trying to be, but it kind of isn't, um, in the sense that, like, Millennium Actress is a story about an actress that is also about movie making and about being becoming a character and being, being a person and, like, the relationship between the character you play and the person that you are. Whereas mm-hmm. Paprika is a movie that is visually very interested in animation and the history of animation and and just like and just all things animation related and is narratively interested in uh, what if you could go inside people's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because there's also like like in addition to like the A plot about the DC Mini being stolen, there's also a B plot about J. Jonah Jameson because he's like a detective and he's like got this um, recurring dream. Of... Yeah, he has this recurring dream because about like the victim in the case, the homicide case that he's working on, right. um, where he like like he sees the victim getting shot in front of him in like a hotel hallway, and he just like can't get out the door fast enough to catch the guy who shot him. Um, and then yeah, and then it turns out that like. It was him all along. Not not about this case, really. But it's but about about his guilt over never finishing this film he made. Yeah, and and disappointing his 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 friend who 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 made who he who he made it with. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I don't know if it's in a dream or not. But like the friend forgives him, and they're all happy. And then. Um, in that, when he talks about that, there is a glimpse, a brief, glorious glimpse of the movie that I that this could have been, which is ba- which is more like Millennium Actress, where like he is like dressed up like a sort of like classic director ass director, like sitting in the movie theater, like just talking about the movie to Paprika, uh-huh. um, and it's 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 very that bit is very good and very funny, and it is yeah, it's yeah, I just wish that this movie was more of that. The, yeah, yeah. Um... Spider-Man's um, little subplot, yeah, is much more interesting than the main plot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is surprising, because angsty cops are my least favorite character. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, his character archetype sucks, but, like, he has, like, kind of a complete arc that makes sense, whereas yeah, Atsuko exactly. has an arc, but, like, the... Like, at the beginning... It's not so much an arc as, like, a bump. 
Yeah, because it's like at the beginning, like I think the movie wants us to think that her problem is that she's an asshole to Toru, but like her that's not really a problem because Toru is also kind of an asshole. Like, and also she's not really that much of an asshole. Like she's kind of an asshole. It's well, she's an she's an asshole when she's yeah being shitty about his weight. Yeah, um, um like like I guess in that sense, like she is an asshole to him, but like it's not. Like that isn't that's not related to anything else that the movie's about because no. the movie isn't about the two of them, like like they they just kind of do like a weird like buddy cop thing, right, right. um, where like because the movie is about this like DC mini being stolen thing side quest thing, side quest, um, this it, <laughs> it, it, like it's about this this like weird plot that like nobody in the movie seems to really care about all that much because they all have their own personal bullshit. Right. Uh, but none of their personal bullshit is related to the like the main plot. And then, like none of their the only one who has personal bullshit that actually gets resolved is J. Jonah Jameson. And then nothing else <laughs> happens. You know, like like Atsuko. Because even when she she like decides to finally be nice to him, she still gets in like one final dig right, exactly. about his weight. So it's she's like, like she's like she calls him like a human garbage disposal or something like that. Like in like, like in the like touching moment where she's supposed right, to realize right. that she's, he's actually she's still she's still a huge piece of shit. Yeah, like it's, even when she's supposed to realize that like oh I've been a real asshole to this person, she still is just like oh yeah you're a garbage can of a person. And it's like what are you ta- what are you doing? In what way does this constitute character growth? It's yeah, it's like it's like I, I still I still hate you, but I'm willing to bracket that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm willing to bracket. I, I still hate you and your physical existence, but like I'm willing to bracket that because no reason. Like, there's no revelation. <laughs> there's no revelation that she has that's in any way, shape, or form related to this dude. Right. Like, because right, right. there's no there's no character growth moment. The character growth moment is where she does the action that it's just like I've grown as a character, except I'm still an asshole. There's no like <laughs> moment before then. Like, she gets captured by the weird guy, but that entire scene is about J. Jonah Jameson coming in to rescue her, and then like she has the scene where she like grows into she like eats the eats professor xavier but that scene isn't really about anything <laughs> that scene is just like a weird that scene's just a weird image yep, um yep, yep. it's a mess like that scene basically just exists so they can do the reverse shot of of the like the the old scientist dude um and J. jonah jameson being like what the hell just happened <laughs> like that's the whole reason that scene exists <laughs> Oh god. Yep, it's not the it's... OST fucking bangs. Yeah, the, o- the the soundtrack is so fucking good. It's great. It's Did it's you, fantastic. I didn't use that. Can, can you use that as the intro? I can do whatever I it's podcasts. It's the Wild West. I can well, do whatever I want. Will will, will they get taken off of Apple? No. Podcast for you I don't No, I know as far as I know. Music. As far as I know, no podcast platform has a content ID system yet. Yet. Yo, but as well, maybe we sh- maybe we shouldn't risk it. Maybe we should. That's just... why, because for the for the actual opening music of this of of the show, I was going to maybe use a, just like a fucking song because I didn't feel like composing one. But then I was like, listen, podcasts are getting our big money now, and I feel like at some point in the next five or so years, uh, they're probably going to some some five platform or five or so months, honestly. Yeah, and then in the next few years, a platform, maybe not all of them, but a platform that podcasts are distributed on is going to get a content ID system. And I don't want to have to go back and re-edit every episode to make sure uh, to, to get rid of copyrighted music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pain. Especially when it, when it comes to like copyrighted music from Japan, because they're very strict about copyright in Japan. Mm. Like, anybody who's ever tried to make a YouTube video talking about anime knows, and, and use clips from the anime knows the complete nightmare that it is to try to use a clip about anime because every uh, single every single Japanese media company is just like, their policy on YouTube is just like, if you see anything, demolish it. Oh um, like, demolish it off of YouTube. Like, I have a friend uh, who w- at one point tr- tried to do a video series where they watched every single episode of Naruto. Uh, uh-huh. And they were using clips for Naruto and they had to like, they had to like put a filter over it, like make it smaller in the frame and like surround <laughs> it with other stuff and then like flip the video so that it was, <laughs> flip the video left to right. 
um, in order to so that they can upload it without uh, some somebody in Jap- somebody in Japan getting like a fucking fax that was like somebody's Jesus. trying to upload Naruto illegally. <laughs> Oh god! All right. Well, uh, do you want to read some of my anime list reviews of Paprika? Oh, this is our this is our shortest episode yet. Uh, uh but yes, I do. Yeah, because well, this is our worst anime yet. So it's our worst it's anime. Yeah, yeah. This is, I think, the thing that we've both liked the least. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. See, what, what, what's the, your power ranking? Is Lane, Gunbuster, Ghost? This right? Yeah, probably. I would. I would. I might put I might Gunbuster and 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 Lane are very close cuz uh I liked Lane less the second time that I watched it uh-huh. but uh but I still think Lane's ahead. But yeah. yeah. My my, my would be the first half of Lane, Ghost in the Shell, Gunbuster, second half of Lane. <laughs> this. No, this might even be above the second half of Lane. <laughs> but <laughs> the second half is such a mess. The second half is so good. Anyway, uh, my anime list. These reviews aren't that bad. Paprika. Well, we just you just gotta look. Just gotta look harder. Yeah, I can't look at the most helpful ones. I gotta look at all the reviews. Where where do I get to? Where's the fucking list of all of the reviews button? More reviews. There it is. Yeah, let's do most. Re- by... Let's do most recent. Oh, sort. There it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a fucking incredible one. <laughs> this begins. This begins to be or not to be. Many have considered the meaning of being and had it centered around one's needs and wishes. As human beings, we eat, we drink, we love, we hate, we sin, and we wish. <laughs> Controversy has been flaming about the latter entry, as some parties prefer to say, we need, while others think that we want is easier on the ear. But reality is absolute and fairly simple, very allergic to fantasy, and ruled by logic and basic physics. As the wind blew across all the ages, people have always held places for where they could be and do whatever they wanted as sacred, and found of dreams a holy paradise to beg the time of rest of coming for. Was this like was this run like through Google Translate like four times? <laughs> I think it was just written by a neural network. Yeah, this this reads like a like the first sentence I felt like maybe made sense, but the more I read this guy, it's just like we traded neural network on a bunch of my anime list reviews and had it right in my anime list review. <laughs> Here's a one star review. Appalling. This was the first word I thought of while watching Paprika. It's a good thing there is a rating made specifically for this word. Is there a line to be drawn where an artistic work simply should not exist? If anything comes closer across that line, it might just be Paprika. Though it's made by a great studio with good animation and flamboyant drawings, sitting through over an hour of some most grotesque works ever produced is at best painful. I, this review is this review is actually great. <laughs> uh, I I do this guy this guy actually makes a really good point, which is that he says I've taken a hard look at the reviews. The critical few maintain that the story is meaningless, that the characters are worthless, that this is sort of redeemed thanks to production quality and the refreshing bizarrery. Those giving Paprika a high rating often agree they barely enjoy the movie, but feel it deserves a high rating due to its uniqueness and the fact that it's produced by a renowned director. I agree mm-hmm. with this dude. Yeah, I would yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree with that. In this, like, like this, this movie is kind of held up by the fact that it's directed by Satoshi Kon. Oh my God! The next, the, the next one, the duality of yourself, a creature which, through no fault of its own, dons many masks, many personalities, many interpretations. How do you act on your first date? How do you act on your fourth? Is it different now that you are comfortable with one another? Can you finally be who you truly are? The idea of duality is what Satoshi Kon strived to analyze through his filmography. <laughs> no. Here's the first sentence of another one. What Paprika said. Encore. What a weird but sugoi film and its concept. (laughs) (laughs) Sugoi! No! No! Disaster! Disaster! Oh, oh, fuck me. 
Oh my god. It's, there's something about my anime list, like writing reviews on my anime list, that makes people think that they need to write a thousand overwrought words. And it's the best. It's a, it's amazing. I mean, what happens when you get, like, 12-year-olds who think they're special because they watch anime? Yeah. Like, this is... When, when, I, when we say anime is for jerks, this is what I mean. <laughs> like this is what I mean in the sense that like and I think people feel about anime the same way that a lot of people who basically just play video games and nothing else feel about video games and that it's like this is truly the best most important medium of our time look at how unique it is and it's like yeah there's lots of stuff you can find in anime or in video games for that matter that you can't find in other places um, but also you should read a book get a life Get a life. Read a book. Read, there's lots of them. There, lots of them are good. Like, um, yeah. Like, there's there's so many so many of these my anime reviews come from the kind of person who really genuinely believes um, that like anime is the most important thing in the world, and they're they're the smartest brain genius ever for watching anime. <laughs> Oh, oh here, here's a here's a very good here's a very good opening sentence for review. Paprika, the last film of the late Satoshi Kon, is in a league of its own compared to his other works. A league that is far, <laughs> far below the rest. <laughs> oh, that rules. Oh, uh, it's really good. Um, all right, that's 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 what my anime list had to say about Paprika. <laughs> Um, so I get to pick what we're watching next this time. Oh, God. And I'm going to say that we should watch Millennium Actress. Not Akira? No. Well, I mean, we might watch Akira in the in the coming months, because we still have some okay. time to fill. Uh, okay. But I want you to watch a good Satoshi Kon film. All right. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to watch Millennium Actress. Um, so, yeah. A graceful segue from the cyberpunk block to the Satoshi Kon block. yeah. I don't really know how we got from Lane to Paprika. Well, I was, I thought it would, I thought Paprika was, would be more cyberpunk than it was. Ah, okay. I, I guess I kind of understand that. Um, Hey, I'd only seen the first 10 minutes of it before, so I didn't really know what I was getting into. Fair enough. Um, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode a little on the shorter side, but, uh, it was only a movie rather than a whole series and uh it wasn't very good so (laughs) you know maybe it doesn't deserve it doesn't deserve the full hour yeah that's 10 more minutes we're giving back to you yeah giving back to you so you can spend the rest of your time going and reading reading a book yeah reading a book go and read a book please please read a book for the love of god um do you have any book recommendations alex uh yeah i just read a weird like historical fantasy-ish book called the mermaid and mrs hancock um i posted a a passage from it on on mastodon just because the it's set in the 1700s and and she she i don't know how how faithful the the language is but it's very entertaining so the, one of the main characters is arguing with with her like niece, uh, and calls her a nebbiting yepping thing snitch, um, <clears throat> which reminded me of nothing more than the kill six billion demons, where we got a character who would say that exact thing if given the opportunity. Uh, but I saw that the, post, but I didn't understand it because I haven't read Kill Six Billion Demons. I think it would be very funny if we started to end these episodes with book recommendations. Let's do it. Yeah, the book itself is the book itself is about like ambition and and beauty and class and spectacle. It's interesting. Um, all right, uh, I guess my book recommendation is the book that I am reading currently, which is Manufacturing Consent by Edward S. Herman and Noam Chomsky, uh, which is a book. Nerd. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a nerd book for nerds about uh, the it is about the political economy of the mass media. Uh, it lays out what. Uh, Herman and Chomsky call their propaganda model of of mass media, where essentially like econ- ex- sort of combined economic and social pressures lead uh, mass media news outlets to basically exactly toe the official state line 
on world events sort of contrary to a lot of people's i think perception of what the purpose of journalism is Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very good. Um, highly recommended. It is extremely thorough, so it's a bit of a drag to read. Um, but it is... It's not that long, is it? It's not that long. It's only... A, it's like it's like 400 pages. Um, oh, like I thought it, it was... I thought it was shorter. I, no. I, remember, I, I remember seeing it um, when I worked in a library. Oh, I still work in a library, but not yeah. in the stacks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it covers, like... Uh, it was written in the in the late 80s, so it spends most of its time talking about the media coverage of sort of uh, U.S. involvement in South America, in particular El Salvador, Guatemala, and Nicaragua, and then spends basically the other half of the book talking about uh, Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. Uh, so highly recommended if any of that stuff interests you. Uh, so Alex, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet... I am on Mastodon at Catalina at selfie.army, selfie with a Y, Twitter at dun dun dun, and nowhere else. Don't yeah. go looking. Don't go, don't, don't go, don't try to find Alex anywhere else. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at prophet underscore goddess. You can find me on Mastodon at prophet underscore goddess at skeleton.cool. Uh, you can play video games that I've made at prophetgoddess.itch.io. There's no underscore in that oh. one. Uh oh! Gotta gotta get your brand in alignment. Yeah, well, because URLs don't allow underscores. Um, oh fuck, you're right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then you can send. You can find the, the show on Twitter at Animes for Jerks. You can find the show on Mastodon at Animes for Jerks at Skeleton Cool. You can send us emails about the stuff that we watch or about fucking whatever at Animes for Jerks at Gmail dot com. Uh, have, we have, we, have we got any emails there yet? I don't think so. I haven't okay, checked. I'll, I'll, I'll send one. Yeah, send send us an email so we can read it on the show. Um, <laughs> send us an email under an elaborate pseudonym. Anagram your name. Uh, <laughs> like, we're, like we're in fucking sneakers. Um, it's my, that's what we're going to watch the month after next. We're going to watch my favorite anime, Sneakers. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed. i see you. I didn't. <laughs> I'll see you next month. Bye.